In an interesting twist, new research is showing that people who are pregnant are less likely to develop long COVID. Now, there are other inflammatory conditions where also there is less of a problem during pregnancy. Maybe there's a connection between them. So let's talk about it. Hey everybody, it's Dr. David. I hope you're having a great day. Now, for a really long time, there have been a few areas of interest for me. Um, first and foremost, in terms of pregnancy health, preconception health, I've been focusing for a long time on how we can optimize the nutrition, the immune systems of women, um, both before they conceive, but then during pregnancy, um, trying to make it, because we know that there are certain viruses that if you catch it during pregnancy can cause very significant between stillbirths, you know, rubello can cause congenital malformations, other types of infections as well. So I, for a long time as a pediatrician, recognizing that my future patient, i.e. during pregnancy, their health could be impacted and why I've spent such a long amount of time really trying to optimize the health of the pregnant woman. Now, I've also for a long time had a very big interest in viruses, um, you know, not just for those reasons, but also as a pediatrician, as somebody who have seen that there are some kids who can get really sick from viruses and others that don't. And recognizing that early on our functional medicine approach where we're optimizing nutrition, lifestyle, certain nutritional, I mean, uh, nutritional vitamin and mineral markers, etc., have gone a long way in preventing sickness, minimizing sickness so uncommon for us to see ear infections that develop as a secondary infection or sinus infections in our patients who especially who we treat from the beginning um and so when covid came along originally besides the fact that it was interesting to me because nobody had heard of it before because it was brand new i did start to develop different theories especially why did we start to see pediatric patients um much less likely to get severely sick from covid right that was a thing that we knew from very early on so you know i try to put my wrap my brain around things and try to make connections and so um today we're going to be talking about this new study about how it is that or, or what the findings are as to why pregnant women are less likely to go on to develop long COVID. I'm going to also be talking about, um, you know, what with with the connection there may be there between that and other of these hyperinflammatory conditions that may be impacting how people long term react to COVID. Okay. Now, in terms of some of the previous other connections, you know, that I've been able to make that ended up having a bigger picture vitamin D deficiency. We've always known about vitamin D and the importance for having strong bones, absorbing calcium, etc. But it was, you know, very early on that it was clear to me that things like having a strong immune system, but not too strong, because even fighting off things like allergies, asthma, eczema, autoimmune diseases were connected to having good vitamin D level, as well as being able to fight off infections, which again, why I think my patient population had such a different um, overall experience with COVID from the beginning, because we all had good vitamin D levels. We all had good zinc levels from the beginning, and we just didn't see the same type of illness that other doctors were reporting. Okay. Again, just not just the nutrition of um, during pregnancy, but also minimizing toxicity, not just the obvious things like heavy metals and eating seafood, um, fish that are high in mercury, um, something that's been well known about for a very long time, but the inflammation. 
the importance of having a um, anti-inflammatory diet, avoiding added sugars, having a good, healthy microbiome that feeds the good guys and minimizes the bad guys. Um, just so important. The importance of having not just B vitamins during pregnancy, but also the right forms. We've talked about things like MTHFR, and it's and if a person has a mutation, you need the proper activated form of folate in order for your body to go on to um, do some really, really important. Met um, areas of metabolism, detoxification, etc. Um, you know, and so that's why I'm starting to try to wrap my brain around: might there be a connection with this long COVID and pregnant um, during pregnancy, um, relative to how maybe that could attack other types of autoimmune hyperinflammatory conditions? But let's get into the details of this research, which I really find quite fascinating. This was um, done at the Department of Fetal Maternal Medicine at the University of Utah Health Sciences, and it was and the data itself was presented um, to the Society for Fetal Mater um, Maternal Fetal Medicine, the um, S. MFM. Um, and what they did is they took 1,500, 1,503 actually, pregnant people who then caught COVID during their pregnancy. Um, and they followed them to see if they would go on to develop long COVID. Now, long COVID itself was defined in this um, in this paper here as having chronic symptoms after COVID that lasted for at least six months. Now I've seen other things that say three months a year, but that's how they were defining in this study, at least um, six months. Okay. Um, and we know that um, long COVID itself seems to be a long-term hyperinflammatory condition because we know that the virus has been cleared from the body well, well long before um, these um, conditions, um, you know, not just appear because sometimes it can happen during COVID, but as they're persisting, the symptoms are there, the long COVID much longer than the infection is actually found. Okay. So in those 1500 people who are pregnant, 9.3% of them went on to develop long COVID. But they also had another branch of the study where there were 13,000, so almost 10 times as many people who were not pregnant who caught, long, who caught COVID. And they followed them along to see if they developed long COVID. And 23% compared to 9.3%, um, 9 so two and a half times, developed long COVID if they were not pregnant. You know, it's fascinating. Um, the most common symptoms for the long COVID that were seen in both groups were um, post-exertional fatigue. So after exercising, doing something strenuous, 82% of people who have long COVID, that was the number one symptom. General fatigue overall, even if you weren't exercising or being extraneous, 75% and dizziness in 62%. Other symptoms as well. Um, now, the interesting also is that 50% of the people of these, of, um, of, in the study were vaccinated and 50% of them were not. Okay, so and they found that there was no difference in the outcome if a person in terms of developing long COVID, whether a person was vaccinated or not. So I know that there's been talk about oh, people get should get vaccinated because it can prevent long, um, long COVID. In this study, that's not actually what happened. There didn't seem to be a difference whether the person was vaccinated or not. Now, this is also super interesting because of the fact that um, pregnant people are more likely to be at high risk for developing severe COVID themselves, being hospitalized in the ICU, of dying from COVID, okay, of having a premature birth or a stillborn birth. So there are certainly other issues related to the acute aspect of COVID that is more likely to be appeared in an otherwise young, healthy person because they're pregnant. Okay, so we're differentiating between the acute symptoms of COVID and what could happen there versus long COVID. And it's the long COVID that it seemed to have the protection.
So um, what might explain this? And I think a lot of more research needs to be done about this, but hopefully this is the type of thing that maybe we could even springboard into being able to either prevent long COVID or to treat long COVID. But one of the things that we've known for a while is that certain autoimmune conditions, such as multiple sclerosis, but there are others as well, people who have those autoimmune conditions, when they get pregnant, they can actually go into complete remission. I've seen this happen. I know women who like want who will get pregnant more than once or twice just to come feel better um, from it, because, but then their symptoms will come back after they have their baby, which can be really difficult. But it's a clear, well-understood phenomenon within the medical community that you can go into remission when you, um, when you get pregnant. So there is a change that happens to the immune system. It seems as if it lowers the hyperinflammatory aspect. And that's actually something that's really important because a foreign substance known as a fetus, which has a different genetic material than the mother, right? Only half of the genes are coming from the mom, half from, from the father of that, of that fetus. Um, and so, but the body doesn't attack it, right? The immune system does not attack this different genetic organism despite that it doesn't match exactly what the mother has. So the immune system does need to turn itself down in order to protect the, um, the, 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 the fetus from being attacked, okay? But also maybe that turning down of the immune system is why they're more likely to have problems during the acute phase, right? But over long-term, when it comes to this non-infectious part of the immune system, these hyper-inflammatory conditions of which there is actually some evidence mounting that that long COVID could have an autoimmune component to it as well. So could it be the same mechanism that is protecting um, a pregnant woman during, during, um, during, um, and from the multiple sclerosis, could that be the same reason why they're being protected from long COVID? Okay. Um, so hopefully this will be something, I think that the researchers are starting to look at this already. You know, it's a, it's a fascinating phenomenon, but gee, if, the, if that connection may be there between what's changing in the auto, in the immune system, hyperinflammatory conditions during MS and seeing if it could be the same thing that's happening during, um, for, for long COVID, we could be onto something that could be something huge. So I'm not saying that I have the answers for this whatsoever, um, but I'm hopeful that this will be an area of research because let's face it, it might be that we can use this to help with other autoimmune conditions that are not related to MS, not related to um, to long COVID whatsoever. So who knows? Stay tuned. Certainly I'll be on top of this if there's more research that comes out that can help point in certain directions. But it seems like an interesting um, theory that I'm putting out there and it'll be interesting to see what happens. So some interesting food for thought here. Hope you have a great day. Thank you.